Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. We're all about your home, your kitchens, your baths, and everything having to do with the materials that you use for your home. You name it, and we have chatted about it. And we will chat about other stuff in the future. And now on with our show. Well, today is August 18th. I can't believe that time is going by this fast. We are right now experiencing a soggy phoenix because we've had thunderstorms for over a week. Unbelievable. Um, people think it doesn't rain here, but when it does, boy, it doesn't stop. Well, I want to say that I did a podcast on August 4th, I believe it was, and we talked about laminate. My intention was to talk about the most popular countertop materials, and I just got caught up in laminate. I was talking about the Winchester home and everything else, and so I wanted to continue and talk about the other nine most common countertop materials this week. So before I start, I want to say that this podcast is being brought to you by two of my most favorite appliance companies. One of them is Thermador. Thermador has offered two different collections for you to choose from. They have the Masterpiece Collection and the Professional Collection. And you should experience unparalleled innovation and performance across all of their products. Thermador is luxury that lasts, empowered by design, and led by innovation. So to learn more about Thermador, go to Thermador.com. And the other appliance company is Monogram. Monogram also offers two different collections. They offer the minimalist collection, which is good for your modern, clean-looking kitchen with a lot of glass and um, a lot of uh, kind of smooth finishes. And then we have the statement collection, which is good for your traditional style or if you have uh, the industrial look. So monogram is not just one detail, it's many. When you put them all together, you create appliances that look, feel, and perform as if they were designed perfectly for you. So you can go to monogram.com to learn more about those appliances. And now let's talk about the countertops. Every kitchen needs a countertop, obviously. <laughs> That's something you can't do without. So with all of the countertop um, options, you have to look at the positives and the negatives. Look at the application, how do you work in the kitchen, and look at your budget, and that will help you decide what to choose. Now, if you decide on a particular color, you may have that color only available in one material, so that kind of helps you decide or eliminate some of the other products. Let's start with ceramic tile. Ceramic tile was really popular 50, 40, 30 years ago. A lot of times they use those little 4x4 four four tiles and they'd bring it up to the backsplash and then the edge of the countertop would be a ceramic bullnose. Well, the look is kind of nice. Um, I actually had to do a historic house and in the kitchen we went back with what they used 50 years ago. Uh, so they had you know, they had the grout. That's not something that is easy to clean. Yeah, you can seal it, but um, like everybody else, when you're constantly using your countertops, you have to keep resealing. So it's not that easy to clean grout on a countertop. 
Uh, also, another negative is that if you drop something, you're going to crack the tile. Now, um, I know a lot of people have said that they like the idea of tile because they can put the hot pot on it. But if you get used to using trivets on any material that you pick, then that's not a big deal. Um, hot pots on, we'll talk about this, granite on quartz, not the ideal thing to do. So tiles, uh, countertops, they're really nice looking, but one of the big things that are kind of uh, pushing people out of the idea of using the tile is that they're not as prestigious as the granite or the quartz. So when you go to sell your house, that's going to be a negative. A matter of fact, I haven't really seen any uh, countertops in the last 10 years that are tile. The next one that's, I would say, popular to a point would be the wood or butcher block countertop. Now, I have seen small kitchens that have the wood countertop in the entire kitchen. But uh, more recently, I'm seeing countertops that are of a different material, and maybe they'll use a butcher block or a wood countertop on an island. I did a kitchen that was, well, it was very traditional, and it was a pale yellow, beautiful kitchen. Turned out gorgeous. And the island was a mahogany. It was, oh, I'm sorry, it was a walnut countertop. And it, it really was nice, but you know what the uh, negatives are on countertops? Uh, you can't cut on them. Everybody thinks, well, it's wood, like a butcher block. I can cut on it. It'll show every cut, every nick, every scratch. So I wouldn't suggest that you, if you don't have the time to take care of it and really treat it like a baby, uh, don't use wood. Also, wood has to be oiled, otherwise it'll crack and dry out. It can also hold bacteria. So if I haven't talked you out of wood, do your own research and you'll find that this is not one of the best things for a countertop, especially if you use the kitchen a lot. One of my favorite countertop materials is solid surface. Now, you've heard of Corian, of course, and Avonite, Swanstone, and they all come under the umbrella of solid surface. They're all made with acrylics and resins, and they're formed into sheets. And then the fabricator uh, treats them like a piece of wood with the tools that he has. So he can sand, and he could do different edges. Now. I really like solid surface, but yeah, there are negatives to everything. And by the way, uh, Corian solid surface, they've been around for 50 years. One of the positives that I like is that you can do an integral sink. So your sink and your countertop become one. Now, years ago, Corian, when it first came out, didn't have the ability to do that. But in the last, I'm going to say 25 years, they came out with a, they call it liquid corian, but it's actually a material that heats up and it fuses the two pieces of corian together so that when you're seaming it, you have an inconspicuous seam. Um, that doesn't mean that it's going to disappear, but you can then sand it and it's, um, it, to me, it looks great. Uh, and that's how you can do an integral sink. They fuse it together with the sheet goods. 
you can also, if you scratch Coriana, don't forget, it's plastic. It's going to scratch. You can chip it. Um, I actually do have Coriana. I've had it for years, and I did have a hot pot that, by mistake, got put on the Coriana, and it blistered, just like your skin would. So it blistered up, and then as it cooled down, the blister flattened out, but not quite. So I had a technician, and by the way, you can't do this yourself. Um, all um, technicians or people who work on Corian should be certified by DuPont. And so he came in and sanded it, filled in the crack. Oh, we have music now. Filled in the crack with um, liquid Corian, sanded it again, and you can't even tell that this happened. Uh, so... Yes, it can be renewed if you have Corian and you've had it for years and it's all scratched and it's not pristine looking. You could get a technician in to sand out the, the, uh, um, the scratches. And by the way, Corian does not stain because nothing can absorb into Corian. I used to sell a lot of Corian, so uh, I know just about everything there is to know about this product. And again, one of my favorites. Let's move on to quartz. Quartz is an engineered stone. It's actually made of 93% quartz particles. And then they mix it with polymers and they create slabs. And that's how it comes when you look at your slab of quartz. It's usually maybe a 30 inches or 36 inches by 10 feet or 12 feet, depending on the um, manufacturer. So you've heard of Zodiac or Viaterra or Cambria or Silestone. Um, they're all quartz. Not to be confused with quartzite, which is similar to granite, which is a natural stone. Quartz or engineered stone is man-made. So the advantages, well, first of all, it's not going to scratch. It's not going to stain. When they produce this slab of quartz, it's, they already put a sealer in it. So you don't have to seal the product. And, oh, I hate to even tell you that you can cut on it. Yeah, you should, but you should use a cutting board. If you do cut on quartz, you're going to dull your knives. So... It's just better to use a cutting board all the way around. Uh, so, what are the, um, the pros? Well, the list that I'm looking at says that if you're a do-it-yourselfer, you can do a quartz top yourself. I wouldn't recommend it. Boy, unless you have experience, this is not your first rodeo to use um, quartz. Begin with something like um, maybe making a cutting board out of quartz. It's best to go to the, uh, the experienced fabricators. So, it is impervious to heat and acid, and it resists stains. Now, if you do drop something on it that's acetic, wash it off right away. Uh, again, like I said, it's not going to stain, but I certainly wouldn't use a hot pot on there because you do change the molecular makeup of the product no matter what it is on your countertop. So they also said in the pros and cons list that I'm looking at that the material is very heavy, which I guess negates the idea of doing it yourself unless you have a whole crew of people like 
a beer party and get your friends to work on it with you, but there again, I wouldn't suggest that. So I like quartz. I specify it a lot in the remodeling kitchen a business that I have. Uh, let's go on to marble. You know, marble is beautiful. And when I went to Italy, there was so much marble all over the place, and they do use it a lot in their kitchens. But the Italians take pride in showing you their marble that's many years old or many hundreds of years old with all the stains and the cracks. The American people like pristine things. They'll take marble, but it's got to be perfect. Well, it's a soft stone, and it's going to absorb uh, stains, and it's going to scratch very easily. There is a sealer that you can put on it, but you have to be really careful. This is not the time to put marble in your kitchen if you are a busy cook who does a lot of entertaining and you have people come in and work on your in your kitchen with you. Um, they're not going to take care of your marble like they should. So I would skip marble in a kitchen totally. Um, and there is a material that they can um, coat it with so that it's stain proof but I wouldn't suggest it. Let's go with marble in maybe the bathrooms. That's a good idea. Uh, not in the kitchen. I would just say that's not going to work. Uh, soapstone. Now soapstone is a nice product. I've used it before, not that often. Um, if you're looking for a specific color, soapstone's not for you. It only comes in gray, green, or black, and it does have white veining in it. It's a natural product that's quarried, and it does have the same advantages of uh, granite or, uh, not quite the quartz, but say the granite. When you put it in your kitchen, it's going to give you a historic look. If you have a nick, you can sand it out, but it's, again, not coming, well, that will eliminate a soapstone if you're looking for blues, whites, um, solid colors. That's not for you. You do have to, um, you can treat soapstone with an oil, by the way. Well, now we're, we're getting to the granite, the most popular. Now, granite has been popular, I tell you, years ago, Corian was popular because that was the middle-of-the-road price, where that was where the luxury kitchens went for countertops. Uh, and that didn't last too long, because then granite came out, um, and they're lowering the price, so it became more popular, and people didn't like the idea of coriander scratching, so everybody was going for granite. And then granite started becoming more and more um, affordable because of the different places that they were importing it from. There is uh, Chinese granite that you can purchase. I've never purchased that. I do like to go to the uh, suppliers of granite who I know and I know where this granite's going to come from. But uh, I digress. So granite is one of the more popular countertops. You, it is impervious to heat, but like I said, you'll change that molecular makeup. So again, use your trivets. It is very strong. 
It does give value to your home, so you can ask any realtor if they think you should put granite on your kitchen for resale. They'll probably say yes. Unless, of course, in this day and age, if you want to sell your house as is, save the granite for your new house. And you've got a large selection of granite. Uh, you've got the, the busier granites, and you've got the ones with movement in it, um, ones that are a little more, um, or less color, more white. You've got the cream colors. So you've got, well, they're saying over 3,000 choices. Uh, granite is um, priced based on where it comes from. So if it's unique and it comes from Madagascar, you're going to pay more than if it's a common one that comes from North Dakota. And it does have to be sealed. Sealing granite is very important because it will absorb. Um, and, you know, I like to just tell you some of my experiences. Uh, I had, uh, I went into a, a store who, well, they made those drinks in, in the uh, blenders and they had like 20 blenders on their countertop and people would come in and order whatever green drinks or whatever, um, health drinks. But nobody had sealed the countertops, so they were using a lot of water to rinse out the blenders, and the water was seeping through the granite into the cabinets. And of course, it ruined the cabinets. So it's a stone, it's a rock. So if granite isn't well sealed, then it's going to absorb the water, and where's it going to go? Right to your cabinet, right through your cabinets. So it's very important to seal it. Um, also, another little story, um, I was working on a kitchen and they wanted a backsplash in the same granite as their counter deck. And the fabricator forgot to take off the duct tape that he put on the back of the backsplash where he marked something. And so in time, the glue um, just percolated through the granite. And these things have happened over the past, so you have to be really careful. Um, and it does crack. So if you have something heavy like a cast iron pan and you drop it on your granite, of course, you're going to crack it or chip it. So you have to be careful with that. And again, if you cut on your granite, you're going to dull your knives. So again, get that cutting board. That's really important. I haven't used stainless steel or I haven't seen that much of it. We all know that stainless steel is used commonly in restaurants. Why? Well, because it's strong, because it's, uh, you can have custom countertops that are seamless, um, because nothing absorbs it. It's heat resistant. That's where you can put your hot pot on it and not worry about it. But it's very noisy. It's very expensive to fabricate, and it scratches. If you're one of those people who don't like stainless steel sinks because it scratches, don't even think about stainless steel countertops. That's not for you. Um, mostly, stainless steel is functional. Um, restaurants, definitely. Uh, cafeterias, you know, you'll see all that. Food preparation areas for the public, stainless steel is probably one of the cleanest materials and so they don't have to worry about anything hanging on to uh, the surface of it.
no bacteria is going to grow on stainless steel. And that's why they can use bleach to wash it. Uh, concrete, ah, concrete countertops. You know, on the list I'm looking at, it says you shouldn't do it yourself. It's not possible. Well, I have seen granite countertops done by people who think that they're artisans. And believe me, they should get another hobby. This is not something that I would try to do or uh, unless you're an expert and you've taken courses and you've tried and tried and finally you've got it down to a science and it looks beautiful, go for it. But it's not the easiest thing to work with. It is heat and scratch resistant, but it does chip and there's no way you can fix it. And it does crack. So if you're somebody who wants a countertop that is going to last, look good, um, withstand a lot of use, then don't go with granite. Uh, I'm sorry, don't go with concrete. That's not for you. Now, the last one on my list is porcelain. And porcelain countertops are interesting. Uh, there's uh, two manufacturers, Decton and um, Neolith. Both of them I consider porcelain countertops, but they're made differently than the regular old porcelain countertop. Uh, these guys are um, including raw materials like quartz and glass into their materials when they're making their sheets. And so that makes it more durable than porcelain. So if you like the look of porcelain, I would stick with the Decton or the Neolith and you just uh, check they're available locally. Now, regular old porcelain countertops are not as readily available. I don't know any fabricator who does porcelain countertops that aren't the Neolith or the Decton. Yes, the porcelain is still uh, stain resistant and heat resistant, but there's something interesting I found. It does scratch if you use porcelain knives. Now, before you pick a countertop, do your research because I found an article that said that porcelain scratches. Then I found another article that says it doesn't scratch. So you have to, um, again, do your research, find out the pros and cons of the material you're going to pick, and ask around, see if somebody you know has had a particular countertop, how they like it, how it's lasted, what it looks like after years of being used. Um, these things are expensive. You don't want to make a mistake on an item like this. You know, and again, I'm going to bring up the solid surface. All of these materials, whether it's marble, porcelain, granite, quartz, they all have to or should have undermount sinks not top mount. That means, top mount means you cut the hole in the material and you drop the sink in and then you caulk it. Now, why do that when you can get an undermount sink, and that's a sink meant to be undermount, so it's got a flat flange around it, and then it's put into the cabinet, uh, secured properly, and then the material is laid over it. Uh, and there are different ways to attach the sink to the material, and I won't go into that. But know your fabricator. Uh, check out his work as well. I have seen too many countertops that 
weren't put in properly, they weren't seamed properly, um, bearing in mind that your seams have to be conspicuous when you're using granite, quartz, um, marble. There's no way that you're going to make a seam disappear. So where they put the seam is important. How they lay out the material in your kitchen or your bathroom or whatever so that your sinks aren't the focal point when you walk into the kitchen. So that's important. You know, there again, I'll just say it. Make sure you know your fabricator. Well, this podcast has had a lot of information. I know that I probably started rambling. There's a lot of materials that I would recommend and some I say stay away from. Um, but if you have any questions and you're curious about what I've used in the past, you can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. I'll be very happy to answer your questions. I hope that you enjoyed this information that I shared with you and that you can subscribe to my podcast. And don't forget to share these with your friends, especially if you know somebody who is looking for countertops. They might, uh, they might thank you for learning a lot more than what most people um, are willing to give as far as information on the pros and cons. I do have another podcast that I do weekly. It's called HugoFloss.co. Now, obviously, if you have been listening to Home Design Chat with Nancy, it's all about your house. Now, HugoFloss.co is not about your house. It's about everything but. And I try to keep those two separate when we're talking. I do HugoFloss.co with Dan Hugo, who happens to be my uh, techie son. And we chat about everything, uh, just like we do here. And you can go on there. They're on both of these podcasts or on many of the uh, platforms that you're using to listen to podcasts. So I also want to mention that I have a website. It's called nancyhugo.com. And it's got a lot of my work on it, my before and after pictures, um, Unfortunately, I've been so busy that I haven't updated it, but that's on my to-do list. I'll get to it one of these days. So I want everybody to have a, a safe and happy day. I want to throw out the idea of um, wearing a mask, whether you wear it or not, that's up to you. But if you're going to wear, uh, if you're not going to wear a mask, don't get in people's faces because you're only caring or you're concerned about your friends or the people that you are talking to. You might be a carrier. At this point in my life, I don't want to get too close to people. I don't want COVID. I don't want your germs. I do wear a mask, even though they said masks don't help, social distancing. Put it all together. Don't get in groups of people. Don't um, avoid wearing a mask. Don't get in people's faces because eventually this will pass. So enough of my ranting about COVID. You all stay safe and have a great day.